0: Hey, everyone. Adam here from the C-Lab podcast. I'm proud to announce that I just released a new book. It's called Customer Education, Why Smart Companies Profit by Making Customers Smarter. You can actually find it now on Amazon.com in ebook or in print format. Uh, You could also do bit.ly slash customer education. Made you an easy little bit.ly link. So I'd really appreciate it if you pick a copy up and let me know what you think. Thanks, everyone. Welcome to C-Lab, the customer education lab, where we explore how to build customer education programs, experiment with new approaches, and take those myths and bad advice that are so harmful for growth and, and spray them with RAID. With Raid. I'm Adam, uh, RAID. <laughs>
1: because we're exterminating them. I'm, I'm Adam Evermescu, uh, and I'm Dave Darrington. And. Today we're going to continue on this journey uh, talking about some of the latest reports, industry standard reports for customer education. Today we're going to be looking at the 2020 State of Customer Education training, I'm sorry, the 2020 State of Customer Training report from Thought Industries. So this should be pretty exciting. So we've talked to these guys before, haven't we? We
0: have. So we had Barry Kelly, who is the founder CEO of Thought Industries, on the show on a previous episode. Mm -hmm. And in that episode, he was talking about how they started in the world of learning businesses and moved into customer education over time. So it's really great to see them doing an analysis of the customer education landscape.
1: Yeah, that's really cool. And when I was listening to that, and Adam, you did a great job interviewing Barry. Uh, Barry conducted conducted, um, this survey and some of the things that he had talked about was in that, but he could talk to the survey with Claire Schooley. Claire is the formerly learning analyst at Forrester Research. So, you know, Forrester, they have, uh, this is over 150 respondents and software companies and other industries. Really important. We look at them all the time. Now, unlike the TSIA report we covered before, these programs were typically smaller. Uh, 57% of the respondents had 500 or fewer employees. So, also, on average, they had around 2,000 customers. Now, that's a lot closer to many of the companies that we meet with who are in this, this journey of, what do I do? Where do I go? How do I get started? They're just beginning to grow out their education programs.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so we'll, we'll see kind of a different cut of priorities here. And it'll be interesting to do a little bit of compare and contrast. So let's dive into the findings here on National Vanilla Pudding Day.
1: Oh, 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 a pudding pack day. Uh,
0: I, you know, I don't have a pudding pack. I don't have a pudding pop. I don't have actually anything pudding related, but now I am hungry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's dive into the findings. The biggest disconnect here, and this is highlighted front and center in the report is that 96% of the respondents <sighs> said that customer training was important to their company. And Dave, you and I have talked about this, right? Like oh, yeah. people, People say that customer education is important, but that's different from actually doing the things that you need to do to uh, really prove the business case for customer education. So 96% of customer training was important to the company. However, only 14% of those respondents believed that their, cu- that their customers are adequately trained. 14%.
1: Yeah, so
0: was, that, was that a record scratch?
1: Yeah. For- 14%, that's just that, what's up with that? That's absurd, that's really, really low. And those are coming from the practitioners, right? That's not outside of these organizations.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like we need to insert that, like, what's up, what's what? up, what's <laughs> up with you? Yeah, we could do, we could do what? Okay. Okay. Uh, so we were gonna insert a soundbite here, but I, I think we've just done them. Well, yeah, okay. great Given, <laughs> g- given that the survey went out to a group of training professionals, I'm not surprised to see that they see a gap between the importance of training and the confidence of their customers, right? Like let's, let's first acknowledge that yeah. you might expect a training professional to say customer training is important, but our customers have opportunity to be trained more. Because we are building. Um, yeah. I mean, in training, we're the ones who see those gaps and we realize how much more our customers could be learning. But Dave, what, what are they doing about that?
1: Well, that's a good story. And, and you and I are in that audience. Uh, Some, and I'll say of us, some of them are investing in systems. Uh, From this report, we've got some numbers to support that. So let's go through them. 57% of respondents have an LMS. Cool. And that's for customer training specifically, not an internal type system. That's compared to 85% for employee training. And I would assume some
0: of those might have the same system that does both.
1: Yeah. And I'm sure you've been at places like I have who have three or four different LMSs using you know, serving different needs. Yeah, um, it's kind of like a
0: a learning technology paella.
1: <laughs> you know, it's some scallops in there, but it's interesting to hungry, see. Yeah. I'm really hungry too. It's uh, ice cream cake time, or right, or something like that. Vanilla uh, um, pudding. Pudding. Get off the pudding kick. Sorry, Sorry so Let's talk about how interesting it is to see the idea of having a customer LMS isn't completely ingrained. Um, you know, people talk to me about this pretty frequently. I remember talking to somebody not too long ago. Um, they said, "Well, we have a hard time convincing our, um, you know, head of revenue that we we need an LMS that's going to cost this much." Um, that takes me back to when we recorded episode three. You remember that, Adam? We we did the LMS discussion, and. I can't remember what
0: I did this morning. I can't, So episode three. That's just (laughs) prehistory. But yeah, yeah, I do. I do remember. That's
1: actually one of our most listened to episodes. And in that we questioned, I I think we were really serious about it. Do you really need an LMS or not?
0: Yeah. That was our hypothesis was Mm -hmm. you, you don't need a customer LMS. And I, I think we disproved that, but
1: for those who do
0: have a customer LMS, the report shows that where they're really focused is on the, student experience. So they're focused on usability for the customer. Uh, They're also really trying to use those LMSs to provide streamlined onboarding for customers. Uh So when you think of all the content that could live in the customer LMS, streamlined sequential onboarding, that's, that's the number one use case. And then these customers were also thinking a lot about how to expand their content library. So for almost half the respondents, in fact, the top goal was to expand their content library beyond just feature
1: functionality training. And that is the goal they should have. Um, You know, one more theme in there was certifications. So not a lot of companies have them. Not all companies have them. The ones that responded uh, in the survey seem to be using them for what I would be using them for is brand awareness. Uh, And that totally makes sense. You know, smaller companies, when, when I was in smaller companies, I was just trying to get my head around the product. And to do that in a way that I could share with the customer to be easy and consumable. Um, at that point, you don't need high stakes, sir. You, you just don't because you're just trying to get the story out. Um, and they're not making hiring contract decision based on certification, but that said 60% of the respondents didn't have certifications at all.
0: Okay. So 40% did have certifications and most of those did. were using it for mostly brand for awareness. Brand awareness. Yeah. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. That's more like a, I would think like the HubSpot model, you know, where mm-hmm. we all went out and we took that, uh, that course they had on, what was it?
0: Um, Inbound marketing.
1: Yes. I took that as well. And I thought it was really fun because you, you were not grab that little badge. It wasn't that, it wasn't that overwhelming. It wasn't that deep. It's just yeah, more brand awareness Cert
0: For another, for another recent uh, one, I think what, what Intercom just released like some of their, their badges, you might mm-hmm. be able to classify as that. They have a, an SDR badge and I think they have a support badge, so they're role-based, um, but I think they're really kind of about pushing forward the idea of how do I use a product like Intercom, not just to understand the feature functionality, but how does this help me do my job better? Right. And, and so, you know, even not necessarily talking about the HubSpots and Intercoms of the world, like this, this makes sense for smaller companies. And given that the report showed that many customer education programs were really focused on onboarding and driving mm-hmm. product adoption, I'm honestly not surprised to see that certification in general was less common here, especially as a revenue driver, because when you're building your, your program for the first time, unless someone is really, we talked about this in the certification episode, yeah, um, unless someone is really breathing down your neck and someone is really passionate about, oh, the first thing we need to build for customer education is a certification program, typically that, that's not actually the first move that it makes sense to make for your program.
1: That's cruel. It's it's not really a revenue driver there. Um, you know, I'm in the thick of certification right now. And I can tell you, you know, we had to do a lot of work to get to this point where we can start thinking about it. It just takes the time to, you know, you have to get to your job task analysis and everything and really think about how things we got to have the core material first. Yeah. That's, and that's,
0: and that's even for a high stakes certification. There are companies doing low stakes certifications out there, which might just be a series of content with a badge attached. And, and maybe you see a little bit more of that, but, that that's not even the first thing a lot of people are going to be thinking about when they're really just blocking and tackling on how do I create an onboarding course for my customers? Or how do I produce quick, you know, feature videos to drive adoption? Like that all comes before what you might even consider like a light cert.
1: Yeah. Um, well, going back to this in some ways, this is telling, I think telling the same kind of report or it's telling the same kind of story as a TSIA report. Right. Well, yeah, we looked at last episode. Indeed. Um, so while, Education programs are still saying, they're still saying that driving product adoption is the number one benefit. They're not necessarily even measuring that. Only 36% from, from the report says uh, they use adoption rate to measure the impact of training. And, and more than that, they said they were struggling to measure impact. So I did want to, to call out one thing here in that if that, that describes you and you're listening to this podcast, don't feel bad. Uh, But one of the things that I think, at least, that you should be doing very early on to get to being able to measure, is is thinking about how you're going to measure. What is? What are the learning outcomes? How do they map to business objectives? How are you collecting information? Do you have an LMS that stores that? Can you? You know, there's there's a litany of things that you can do. It's really hard. So you have to start thinking about that as one of your number one things to be able to measure.
0: Absolutely. And you know, given again that there's such interest in looking at the linkage between customer education and product adoption, you know, one of the things that Barry talked about when he was on the show was having a proximity metric. So being able to measure when someone takes um, your education course, and then when someone does the thing that you want them to do in the product, are you measuring how close those two actions are? And to do that often, you can't just do that with the default metrics that come out of your LMS. You need something reporting into your data warehouse to really tie together those metrics Um, so that you can start to do a more sophisticated analysis. But it kind of resonates with, I mean, the report says the number one challenge for customer training is by far the number one benefit, product adoption and usage. So to me, that, like, in other words, that's actually the same education paradox that Maria Manning Chapman brought up in the TSIA report, just in different words.
1: Yeah, it's crazy.
0: Yeah. So... Okay, the Thought Industries report also addresses the COVID-19 pandemic as many of the newer reports coming out do. Um, When we covered TSIA last episode, we mentioned that there was um, a a pre-state of the industry report that came out Mm -hmm. pre-pandemic and then there was a post uh, customer education in the time of COVID. But um, basically this report, the Thought Industries one, had asked their respondents to rank their current priorities. And most training leaders responded that their top priorities were around retaining customers. And so that suggests to me that that is a team sport, right? Um, Customer education typically isn't coming in and like doing uh, contract negotiations or anything like that, but they are still involved in this team sport of retaining customers who are probably more likely to churn in uncertain times.
1: Yeah. Yeah. What do you make right. of that Dave? Um, I think this is real important and I know that, that we and other companies that I talk to are, you know, in time of COVID we had all these things going on and all of a sudden everybody's like, Oh my gosh, like the narrative, the story, how we're using the product has changed and it's slightly nuanced but that's really important. So, so we're now we're, we're trying to figure out how to get that out. Now we're not, we're not going to share this entire report, of course, but um, you can check it out, going to thoughtindustries.com. Um, there's some other themes in there too. The increasing importance of engaging B2B customers. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Which you know, makes how,
0: sense again, given that they, they've kind of gone from learning business to B2B uh-huh. customer education.
1: Yeah. Um, there's this trend towards increased importance of training and educating customers. Uh, and and yet a challenge in getting those same customers to take the training. So it's it, yeah. you know same kind of story.
0: Same same story, and especially now with COVID. With you know one of the one of the reports highlights was about how they're starting to prioritize moving in person training to e learning or VILT. Like we're just going to keep seeing more of this.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's. That's, that's really, is really cool. You know, a fair number are trying to drive engagement with training or certification or expanding their content. Um, they're trying different things now. So that's kind of interesting to see.
0: Yeah. So, you know, I would say overall, if we were to summarize some of the themes here, customer education programs are, are struggling to get more customers aware of what they offer and uh-huh. to engage with their training programs. So you're right. Uptake is a big theme here. Um, I think we're also seeing definitely the trend towards, really using customer education, both for retention and to kind of sustain in this online format, right? So the fact that they're moving in-person training to online and that they're focused on expanding their content libraries tells me that we're, we're trying to see a shift here from training being a point in time activity where Uh you go on site and you train someone to having more of an ongoing model where, Training is a thing that you do over time, not just during your onboarding, but um, through certifications or through uh, more advanced just-in-time courseware, through in-product education. Because ultimately, if the goal is really to drive uh, product adoption, that means that it shouldn't just be like the first thing that you do when you implement the software and then never get trained again. Training should be kind of a, a, a constant activity.
1: Well, yeah, it's an ongoing and always present activity unless you're learning and you're not growing and you're not finding new features. So I think that's one of the na- the very natural things that as you start getting into this education space, this customer education space with small businesses, you're just trying to get content out there. And you're doing it with good practices and you're trying, you're, you want to measure that, but at first you're not able to, then over time you start to realize that you can tune this thing. You can, you're not just dumping and running. And I see a lot of conversations in, internally of companies where we're having this dialogue. It's like, what do we want people to do? I, I, I heard the best quote the other day is that we're doing all this stuff. What is it we're, what is it we're getting out of it? Right? So that awareness is super important. And that's where I say, that's where you as an education person can, should be interjecting yourself. That's an intervention. If you want to watch, and let me, let me pursue this thread just real briefly, and then I'll stop. Um, But I really think the role of education is a differentiated is differentiated from normal awareness play, plays because I, say, I see people say, oh, well, let's just put an article on support. And well, let's just put an article on the website. Well, let's do this and do this. In a lot of cases, all of this stuff's being done in different silos without awareness of that's all being done because everybody knows it needs to be done. And that's where you call it an education because we are kind of in there to wrap a story around it, to wrap a journey around it. So we don't yeah. just – go train. I say, well, I went and trained, but here's what you need to do next to continue that journey. And, Oh, I have some in the product. I have some training. Um, you could take this online class. You could take, you know, it's, you got a micro training thing. It's a fabric. It's a, what
0: it, it's like a fine twill or I I don't know what type of fabric it is. No, yeah, i mean, the way I would <laughs> describe it. I, I think I say this in my book is, that if you think of customer education as an activity, like a person getting trained uh-huh. or a person consuming this piece of content, then you're kind of missing the big picture of customer education as a program that drives an outcome. Yeah. And so I think, I think maybe that, that would put a little bit of a, a fine point on it, but again, we don't want to cannibalize everything that this report says, we want you to check it out and you can check it out by going to thoughtindustries.com and they have uh, that report, as well as some of their other marketing resources there.
1: All right, well, let's- so,
0: uh, Yeah, that, that's it, that's, that's our, our mini episode. Should we wrap it up?
1: Yeah, let's wrap it up. If you wanna learn more, we have a podcast website at https colon slash slash customer.education, or just type customer.education, you'll find it. Uh, on that site, you'll find all kinds of material, show notes, blog entries, and of course, these podcasts. On Twitter, I am at Dave Darrington.
0: I'm at EphraBestU. Special thanks to
1: Alan Coda for our theme music. And if this helped you out, you can always help us out by subscribing in Apple Podcasts or any of the podcatchers of your choice. Leave us a positive review, particularly in Apple Podcasts because that helps us out a lot. So- Loving the reviews that we're seeing so far. Please, please, please help us with that. Absolutely. Uh, now to our audience, thanks for joining us. Go out there, educate, experiment, and find your people.